I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Monday, coming to you from Paul Brown Stadium, where I just uh, got out of the locker room, talked with Billy Price, Auden Tate. You'll hear both of our conversations with them today. Uh, a lot to discuss, a lot to react to. Hopefully, you had a great weekend. A quick reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. Every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com as well. And there's uh, there's a lot on the website, including a look back, if you're a Bengals fan, at the year 2014 right now. Andrew Dunn did that over the weekend. You should check that out. And uh, so much more on the website right now at LockedOnBengals.com. Com. It's great to be with you today on a Monday. Quick reminder, you can follow on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked on Bengals. And I wanted to give a, a shout out to you guys. Thank you to, to everyone who participated in our Madden contest. We ended up having two winners. I announced them on Twitter right before uh, the Thursday night game. And uh, it was a good game. And hopefully Madden 19, I haven't even played it yet. Gave away two copies, have yet to play it. You heard uh, Joe Goodberry and I go back and forth. I wanted to give that to you guys. Uh, if I decide to get Madden, I decide to get Madden. But there's no way I was keeping one for myself. I wanted you guys to be able to win that. So thanks to all the new followers. If you're new to the podcast, if you just subscribed because of that, well, welcome. And uh, hopefully you stick around because it's going to be a lot of fun. I have a feeling this football season is going to be much more entertaining for Bengals fans than it has been in recent years. Let's uh, let's talk about Thursday a little bit because ultimately – what I did, and I recorded Friday's podcast late Thursday night, and I was, it was awesome, right? It was a perfect ending. It was a great start. Overall, it was it was good. Um, I think some of the rookies showed up. Obviously, I think Billy Price, who you're going to hear from today, like I said, I thought he played well. No bad snaps. I thought he was moving guys. Certainly wasn't perfect, but an upgrade. When, when they drafted Billy Price, what did we say? What did I say here? They need him to be an upgrade from what they had in Russell Bodine. I think he showed the signs of being an upgrade on Thursday night, which was our first look to see him in a real game environment. Auden Tate is making this team, by the way. That guy is making this team. Um, I'll bet any guy, anybody who wants to bet, Auden Tate's making the team. And it, it's just something he's consistently done in minicamp, which I didn't even get to go to. He shined every account. He, he was very successful. I was like, really? First day of training camp. He showed it. Second day of training camp showed it. Third day of training camp showed it, and so on and so forth. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, I told you Tate's going to have a great preseason. He's going to school those dudes in, on the third string. He does it against Dre. I've seen him consistently do it against Dre Kirkpatrick. I've seen him do it against some of the other Bengals corners, Darquest and Art. I can't recall a time where he's went up against William Jackson. I, I might have missed it and probably has, and I've missed that matchup, but I have never seen Tate go up against Jackson the third. But to me, he's making this team. I think he's a lock, and now we're looking at a guy like Cody Core fighting, scratching, clawing, trying to convince the Bengals to keep seven. Because right now, if the cutdown day was today, I think the six is relatively easy, and I don't think they need seven. And so the, the wide receiver battle – we were expecting a giant battle, right? Well, LaFell got cut early, and I expect Core to go. So it kind of shores itself up. The, the six I expect to make this team, obviously, A.J. Green, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Josh Malone. Alex Erickson, to me, is a lock. I know other people that cover this team don't feel that way. But the reality is, is he's been productive on offense. 
productive-ish, at least. Certainly someone that in the preseason game, even even Barkley in the red zone found him uh, at, at the bottom uh, bottom of the screen when I was watching. I, I was trying to think. I think that was the third quarter. Uh, but it relied on Alex Erickson. But I, I think to me, Alex Erickson's a perfect backup slot guy. Like if Tyler Boyd goes down, he can come in and be serviceable. It's not as explosive, not as fluid or smooth, but he can be serviceable out of the slot, especially if you need him there. So to me, he can do that, and he can be your primary punt returner and kickoff returner. And I think that that's going to be where he is, and that's the reality of it. So if Alex Erickson's in, who's the sixth guy? You cut Nod and Tate? I don't think so. I think he's a lock to make this roster. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. My cousin texted me this over the weekend, and he didn't get to watch the game live. He, he went back and watched it, and he said, wow, rough night for John Ross, huh? And I didn't feel that way. I didn't. Now, I, I did after he slipped in the, obviously, the interception by Kyle Fuller, takes it back for a touchdown. I was like, oh, God, he's got the worst luck ever. But after that, and I thought about the targets. Think about what, because he, he was targeted five times, only had one catch. And that's what my cousin said. He's like, ah, that was kind of rough. But after that one play, his very next target's a 20-yard game. The one after that's the fade in the end zone, which wasn't catchable. But it was kind of a let's try to take advantage of it really quick. I know Joe Goodberry tweeted out that it was a run-pass option. So to me, it was like, oh, Andy was reading the coverage, saw it, threw it up just to see if it would work. It didn't work. It's fine. But it wasn't really a catchable ball. So there's three targets. His fourth target was a, a deep ball at the end of the first half on the right side. Uh, I remember. I, heck, I'm looking at, at where it was right now. Matt Barkley threw it, and it, was, it wasn't catchable at all. There was no chance John was going to get it. He had a step, but there was no chance. And then the last one, he just didn't get his foot down, his second foot down, and it would have been a touchdown. So to me, we're talking about a guy that played 17 snaps last year. A player who, whose confidence was shaken and his, the coaches were questioning him. And everything that we saw Thursday night was the coaches believed in him, the quarterbacks believed in him, and they were giving him opportunities. And for the most part, he took advantage of him, especially after that first mess up, that first where, where he just slipped coming out of his break, which he can't do. That's a huge mistake because it leads to a pick six. But it's not something I'd seen all camp. It's not like he's had trouble keeping his feet. So it's just a fluke thing. They moved past it. He moved past it. And overall, he caught the two balls that were catchable. One was a 20-yard gain. The other one, he couldn't keep his second foot in bounds. And he had to get up to go get it. So I, I don't. the only two guys, I think, that make that play on this team and keep both feet down, A.J. Green probably, and then maybe Auden Tate because he's so tall. Outside of that, there's not many guys that are making that play, getting both feet down and, and doing it because he was moving fast across the field, had to jump up quick. And his momentum just carried him out of bounds. But to me, I, th I thought it was a positive day for Ross. He can build on that. It's hard to build on one target, no catches, that's it. There's plenty to build on when you were inches away from a touchdown. You had a 20-yard reception. You got targeted twice in the three times in the end zone. And it just feels like you're a part of the offense. So to me, I thought it was a very positive day one uh, preseason game one for John Ross, who's a second-year player, who certainly was a positive day for Auden Tate. Auden Tate had a big game, had the game-winning touchdown, and I caught up with him earlier today in the Bengals locker room. Auden, obviously your uh, your debut went relatively well catching the game-winning pass. Is that everything you hoped it would be for your first time putting on an NFL uniform? Uh, yeah, it definitely was you know crazy first game scoring a game-winning touchdown, but you know it just it just went real good, especially for being my first game. I liked it a lot. 
What's been the biggest surprise so far through your first couple months of being an NFL player? Uh, I'd just say probably just like um, how good everybody is. You know, you definitely notice, you know, you don't got a lot of like kind of average players. Everybody real good. So, you know, you got to bring your A game every play. You got drafted in the seventh round. And afterwards, you tweeted that you were going to prove people wrong. Do you use that as motivation where you got drafted? Oh, definitely. Like, 100%. You know, I've, that draft day was kind of rough for me. So, you know, I just try to use that as a little motivation every time, you know, I get down, get tired or something like that. Just think about it. Did you have a, a draft party? Was it a situation where people were waiting around to, to see your name called? Or were you just with family? Or how'd it go? Uh, yeah, I was just with family. I ain't had no party. I was never too big in the little party thing. So I just had some people up there. I was playing a game during the whole draft thing. So... I wasn't even much too worried about it until I got the phone call later. But, you know, it is what it is, and I'm just making the most out of my opportunity, yeah. How, as far as the NFL playbook, obviously it's probably different than it was at, at Florida State. How are you picking it up? How are you learning it and, and adjusting to that side of it? Uh, I'm picking it up pretty good. It was different at first, but I started picking it up real good. We ran a real complex offense with Jimbo at Florida State, so it was kind of easy for me to pick up on certain, like, schemes and stuff like that. But I'm doing good with it now. Auden, how are you adjusting to life in Cincinnati, the city itself? How does it compare to where you grew up, and how does it compare to where you were at in Tallahassee at Florida State? Uh, nah, I mean, I see kind of the city every time. You know, either I'm coming over here or leaving. It looked real nice, especially when you're coming across that bridge. It looked real nice. Def- definitely different from uh, Tallahassee, but I like it so far. Are you a warm-weather guy or cold-weather guy? Uh, I grew up in South Carolina, so I kind of got both. Now I went to Florida, kind of forgot about the cold. So... I mean, I can, I can work with the cold. I can work with it. You better get ready. You better invest in a couple winter jackets by the time late October, early November rolls around. Oh, yeah, they've been telling me about the snow, so, you know, I'm just trying to get ready for it now. Who's the, who's the toughest corner to go up against uh, on this team in practice? Uh, all of them real good. I mean, I really can't name one. I mean, yeah, you don't want to get, you don't want to make a match. Yeah, they all real good to me. So, shit, man. whoever they put in front of me, I know I got to get right either way it go. Have you talked to? Have your coaches talked to you at all? Obviously, you've had success. Mini camp, you had success. Stood out to me at least. Training camp as well. Preseason game number one. What have coaches said that you need to improve on moving forward? Uh, staying low on my routes. I get too high at times, and it either kind of slows me down or kind of gives the corner indication I'm about to cut or something. So, pretty much just staying low. Have you talked to A.J. Green at all and asked him for advice? Yeah, yeah, I asked him uh, little things a lot. You know, when we out on the practice field, just ask him how he would do something or how he would see something just, you know, get his response on it, see how his head, think about it. Well, I appreciate the time. Good luck today with practice. Good luck this Saturday against Dallas. Appreciate it. It's Bengals' seventh-round pick, rookie wide receiver Auden Tate. I'm telling you now, lock to make this roster. I don't see how he doesn't. He's made too many plays consistently throughout camp, throughout mini camp, throughout practice. I mean, it's... And now it, it converted into uh, preseason game number one. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays his way into a red zone role at some point this year. Because the sixth wide receiver, not going to play much, probably do a lot of special teams, especially on this team. You're talking about a team that's got playmakers. But if you got a red zone package, green on one side, Ross in the slot or Boyd in the slot, Tate on the other side, Eifert, Like, that red zone package is ginormous and explosive. You got two really good route runners in Tyler Boyd and and John Ross. And then just trees between Eifert, Green, and Tate. It's interesting. A lot you could do with that. And if you heard during that interview, I was talking to to Auden about Cincinnati and the differences and uh, if he was going to get a a winter coat and all that stuff. And obviously he's going to. You got to. 
But in the background, and I don't know what rookie this is because this was in the rookie locker room. This was said, and and I'm going to point it out. I saved it in there. I could have let it go. I could have just, eh, I'm not going to worry about this. But I thought it was funny. And I wonder what they're talking about when this was said. Any idea? Any idea what they would be talking about there? Probably something with practice or something. I think it's hilarious. And if you go back and listen to, to the Auden Tate interview, it is said right in between me asking Auden a question and him answering. Otherwise, we wouldn't hear it. You wouldn't be able to clearly make it out and what was said. But I think it's funny. We'll play it one more time as we go to break and then... We're going to get to Billy Price. I caught up with the Bengals' first-round pick earlier today to ask him about preseason game number one and uh, looking ahead to preseason game number two. That interview is next, but first... This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on a Monday. I'm recording this from Paul Brown Stadium. There's a photo of what I'm looking at right now on my Instagram story. You can look me up. James Rapine is the uh, the username there. Please follow me. Going to try to get to 1,000 Instagram followers. Do more and more sports stuff on my Instagram. And uh, there'll be the occasional dog pick in there as well. Speaking of dogs, I think he's a dog on the field. Billy Price is a guy who certainly looked like an upgrade in his rookie debut for the Bengals preseason game number one. I caught up with him earlier today in the Bengals locker room. Billy, obviously this is your first training camp preseason underway. How's it treated you so far? Uh, it's up and downs. I mean, it's part of training camp and especially the transition, um, being a rookie in the NFL. It's, you know, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. So you just got to take it a day at a time and just try to keep stacking. You got cleared in, I think it was late June, correct? Mm-hmm. And I thought I read that you didn't you didn't leave the facility after that. You stayed in Cincinnati to yeah. train mm-hmm. up until training camp. Mm-hmm. What, what made you make that decision? Uh, well, I bought a house. Um, so I spent a lot of money there, um, which was a huge thing. Um, and just getting acclimated to the area, got to rebuild, regain the strength and whatnot. And I just felt it was best because I was working with Nick Cosgrave, uh, the uh, PT guy here. Um, again, I was I was clear by the doctor, but again, they wanted to just make sure any type of lift, any type of upper body stuff, even doing pull ups, that they wanted to monitor and make sure that uh, no accidents happened. And so I just decided I was just going to stay here and train. So, how hard was that? Because I know people players vacation early July just to. Have, get a break, you know, before training camp, before the grind. It sounds like you were grinding before the grind. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I bought a house, so there was no vacation. Yeah. Um, and like I said, getting acclimated to the area, getting getting everything situated so that I had a successful transition going into camp. Um, so I didn't have to worry about anything at home. My fiance and everything was all good to go, so no problems, no issues. In the locker room with Billy Price, uh, as far as being a new homeowner, what what has that treated you? How's that treated you so far? It's nice um, to have a piece of home to kind of get away from here and get away from the city. Uh, I'm not a city guy particularly, so... <laughs> Um, to live where I am, to kind of get away from the hustle and bustle and just kind of relax, I mean, it's, it's huge for me, and it's a, a, a central piece for my sanity is to have that place to get away and just kind of unwind and then be able to kind of refocus at times. and kind of It's, it's your sanctuary. Yeah. So for me, it, that was huge. We've had a, a couple of days since your preseason debut. Mm-hmm. How do you think you did looking back at it? Uh, i got some things i got to tighten up on, uh, footwork, hands, um, you know, just some of the things and, and continuing to develop. Um, a habit for game days and stuff. I think that's something um, you're, you're transitioning to the NFL and you don't really get a lot of time to prepare for these preseason games as you're trying to continue to build your playbook and your skill set here for the upcoming season. Um, so, again, just going into the next game, you know, tighten the footwork up, be better with the hands a little bit. Um, but, again, I thought first game, no bad snaps, so everybody's happy. Yeah, is a, is a pregame routine the same 
every time is that important to you and should that be important or? no um again you just got to continue to to understand nfl defenses and that's where really what i meant is yeah. understanding what the, what they're going to bring and just becoming more familiar with the trends that are going on throughout the nfl how encouraging was it to have the first team offense out there and score two out of three times and outside of the one play it seemed like you guys rolled pretty well yeah um again i think it's it's huge for the first team offense um again as i continue to get more and more reps and become more comfortable with these guys um, again, for me, no bad snaps. So everything else is, is, is peaches. Billy, I appreciate the time. Not a problem. Thank you. It's peaches, like Billy said. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. And, yeah, that's what I've told you. I, honestly, I, I think it's a matter of reps for Billy Price. I was never really concerned that he wasn't going to be able to snap it with Andy Dalton under center. It's just a matter of reps. Didn't get him in minicamp. Didn't get him in OTAs. Couldn't do it. And, oh, by the way, didn't get him in college either when he was healthy and durable as hell, so it's not like it's an injury thing. The reality is, is he just didn't practice it much in college because they didn't do it in that offense. It would be like John Ross only running deep routes in the college, which isn't the case, by the way. He ran other routes, but then adjusting to NFL life and running multiple routes. Like It's just a, an adjustment that he needs to make. I expect him to make it, and I certainly think he's going to be an upgrade, not only in preseason, not only this year, but I think the years to come. That dude sounds like, think about it. He bought a house, stayed here. That's the thing that told me everything I need to know about Billy Price. He stayed here when he could have left and went on vacation. And by the way, when you're the first pick of the, the Bengals, 21st overall, you could buy a house and still vacation. Believe me, he didn't. He's responsible personally from everything I've heard. Certainly sounds like it there. And uh, certainly professionally as well, hanging around, doing what he needed to do to get out the get the necessary work in to be ready for training camp. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. It's going to do it for me today. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it right here tomorrow where you get more player interviews, more insight for training camp, and a complete Practice recap today will be posted at LockedOnBengals.com. Thanks for listening today. Back at it tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Bengals Podcast.